Hello and welcome to Film Seizure. As we discuss this week's, is this sultry enough for you? I try to do sultry. <laughs> that was pretty sultry. I almost <laughs> choked sultry. to death. Like, I almost choked to death on my drink there. Thanks, Chuck. Why smoky. did I ever do the sexy September voice when we? I don't know why. Oh, I don't know why. Still, that still though killed me, Jeff. Your sexy September voice. Oh my god. Hey, baby. <laughs> Speaking of sexy, we're talking about a movie with Marissa Tomei. Oh, boy. We were talking about her before you came sit down on the Zoom call here. Okay. Oh, man. Here I, here I thought I thought we were going to redo the start of this, but I guess we're going. <laughs> no, we're going. No, I guess no, we're no, just this going. Sexy. This is sexy. <laughs> this is sexy. Good. It's a comedy episode for a comedy film. I mean, it's um, already a screwball comedy, this whole episode. Yep. Yeah. Yes. By the way, I'm Jeff Arbuckle. That's Chuck hey, Moore, and that's Jason Oliver. I was gonna, I was gonna tell you guys. Okay, then do it. Me. Go ahead. No, I'm not gonna do it anymore. Well, um, that's Chuck, by the way. I'm Chuck. <laughs> and I'm here to talk about <laughs> the comedy film My Cousin Vinny, which was a one of those movies that if it popped on the TV, we watched it. I'm yeah, pretty great. sure it's one of my dad's like favorite films ever. Um, and it's just it's just a good nice watch right like it is uh, i was going to mention the fact that it's like it's a straight comedy so it's like one of those kind of it's just a it's just a straight comedy right but it's an r rated comedy so yeah. like that was a thing back in the late 80s and up through probably to the mid 90s most comedies were r rated and they, i mean and it was strictly for for cussing. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. it's like, Language. and I miss those days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just to have an adult comedy. Yeah, I mean, you could you'd know if you saw Eddie Murphy's name or you know those those people. It was going to be one of those straight R-rated comedies. Um, and this one's really funny. Like, oh god, yeah. I I've seen this more times than i could count and i still laugh out loud <laughs> and most movies don't do that like if i've seen them enough i still find it humorous but it doesn't get like a guffaw out of me <laughs> i think part of it today this is the first time either of my kids saw it too so their reactions kind of fed into my reaction but it's still happy to report works with the younger audience like they both yeah yeah they both quite liked it um they were annoyed by the things you should be annoyed by, you know, like, because <laughs> there's plenty of things to be annoyed by with characters in this movie. And sure. they hit on all those. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what else do we have to say before we start talking about this movie? It's uh, I mean, Joe it's Pesci. A, it's Go an ahead. Academy Award winner. It is Academy Award winner. And what did it win? Best supporting actor. Best supporting. Okay. Yeah. I knew um, that one. I thought the, maybe she was the she was the lone American in a in a category full of like hefty like British roles and she won. And I don't think anybody saw it coming. <laughs> well, I have a theory. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, you're right. Probably no one saw it coming. But but she deserves it. She does. And you know why in my opinion she deserves it? Because she makes what's generally a nails on chalkboard character really, really fun to watch. She's lovable. Yeah. 
Yeah, she's very, like very the lovable. anti-Fran Drescher. Yes. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. Well, and the and the and how she plays off of Pesci is really good. They're constantly taking the piss out of each other, but you, mm-hmm. you but they like they love each other. Yeah. You know, but they're they're constantly like they're 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 keeping each other grounded until she needs to be propped up. Uh right. and she does it herself. You know, it's like she's the one with the knowledge. He just puts her in the situation. Um, right. right. But but no, they, they're keeping each other grounded. They're they're a fun couple to watch. Um, they're a hilarious couple a few times to watch when they're yeah. bickering at each other. Um, but she's also like it's another it's another role, much like with the uh, Arquette role a few weeks ago that could have been played bimbo yeah yeah but it is not at all from the moment you see her you get about three lines in of hers and you realize oh she's she's not an idiot Uh, right i mean she she's seems smarter than her lawyer fiance what i love about that too is he he sets her up for that as well when the one guy comes the the bumpkin guy comes is like oh you got mud in your tires yeah, like, I've never heard of mud in my tire, mud in tires. And he asks her, it's like, you ever yeah. heard of that mud, mud in my tires? She's like, no, that's not a thing. <laughs> she says it's not a thing. And she knows everything there is to know about cars. Right. right. So it's like immediately she's an authority on something and she is respected. Right. Yeah. Although that's immediately followed up with the guy walking away. And then he's like, you stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah. And he's like, at least I wore the cowboy boots. Cowboy boots. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, their relationship with each other is is much different than how they treat each other to the outside yeah. world. Right. right. Like, yes. Right. right. They're and that's a normal dynamic, right? Like, each yeah. other to, to the nail. Yeah. But they're. Oh, yeah. Because what, what's the what's the running joke throughout the movie? It's him going to get the money that she was <laughs> that she was cheated out of. The fucking guy and, is so the, the comical. Way, the way so it fucking good. ends kills me to this day. <laughs> it's the it's the broadest, most physical joke in the whole movie. Uh huh. Uh huh. And it. Oh my god, it kills me. Punch body <laughs> slam, man. It's great. So let's let's set this up a little. We don't need to go like scene by scene on this movie, but we have Ralph Macchio and some other dude um driving to college and they stop at a gas station. Well, it's interesting. Real quick, let's let's talk about the path that they take because they're from New York and they're they're get, they got accepted to UCLA. So they decided because it's like January or whatever that it would be a nicer drive to go all the way to the bottom of the country and then straight. So, like, they're even you have to going, make that trip south, anyways. Well, sure, but I mean, like, they're they're kind of going out of their way immediately instead of like gradually going south. They 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 like go straight south and then over. It's definitely the long way, but they do yeah. mention that it's more scenic. Right, it would be yeah. warmer for them to yeah. drive there. I mean, you have to be able to get the New Yorker to Alabama, the Northerner to a podunk town, right? It's the whole sure, sure crux of the story. You have to kind of do that, right? Sure, yeah. sure. Um, um, but it is important that they are going that way because I mean, they honestly, they, though, the way they play it, it could have been any like podunk Midwest sure. town. Yeah, really. I guess. But they, uh, but th- it's important because they have to drive their convertible. That's kind of a key element of all of this. Also, grits. 
grits are important and grits are yes you know what i I do i do want to yeah you needed the grits i do want to talk about that because that something i will always appreciate about this movie or any movie that does this is that there are no wasted scenes right like when they're having the conversation about the grits you're like what is the point of this right like if you're just watching it you're probably like it's a funny scene but it comes back later Yep. Them talking about the car comes back later. Like almost everything they encounter becomes a part of the later scenes, right? Right. Well, and also they do a really good job of not making either Joe Pesci or Marissa Tomei belittle the Southerners around them. Yeah. It would have been very, very easy for him to not like the grits, but they don't do that. No, they're more he ends up saying, I like grits. I love grits. And he knows the, all the different ways that you make grits. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a good thing he didn't order lunch. And he ordered oh, breakfast. God. That, that's like, <laughs> that, that, oh, my God. Okay. We'll, we'll get to it. We'll good choice. We were going, we went to lunch um, last, yesterday morning. And, um, and it was after I watched this movie, and I told Susan when we were getting ready to go, I was like, I think I'm going to order the breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, good choice. Yes. <laughs> so, Machio and his friend, which their dynamic is kind of hilarious, too. Like, yeah. the one guy is... Would you call him neurotic? I don't he's know. High like strung. high strung. High strung. There you go. Yes. He's very high strung. He worries about literally everything, and he likes mm-hmm. to save pennies and blah 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 blah. <laughs> yeah. um, they go to this gas station, buy twenty two dollars worth of stuff, and leave basically. Right, and they're driving down the road, and a cop pulls them out. Well. Important well, to note that Ralph Macchio accidentally put a can of tuna because he couldn't hold stuff into his pocket and, and forgot he forgot it. he yeah. forgot to pay for it. <laughs> yeah. So the hilarity of the next, you know, 10 minutes, which it's really well done. Um, they get pulled over and brought in, not realizing that the clerk at the store was murdered. <laughs> Right. Well, so yeah, because because the cop is like got his like shotgun and everything trained on, and like Ralph Macchio is just like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. So they kind of think they're being put a uh, a joke pulled on them, or you know, yeah, because they're New Yorkers. Yeah. Yeah. So all this for a can of tuna? <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think of any other particulars. Jeff, you probably know the particulars. Go ahead. Well, yeah, it's like so they, they they get brought in um and they they're just going to admit. Yeah, I forgot to pay for the That's what I was going to say, they right. confess. Yeah. Right, they confess. And so like this is if there's one thing that that they do in this thankfully they don't keep going with it. This is one of those things where it's like all he has to say is the yeah. fact that he forgot to pay for the tuna. Well, you know, well, it, but it leads up to something, right? Right. It's, and, it's, a, it's farcical. It right. Susan, the whole time she's watching this, she's like, this is so unrealistic. I, said, I kept turning and looking at her and said, Susan, it's a comedy. Right. <laughs> We're not watching a hard-hitting drama here. Right, right. <laughs> so, but I mean, but like, it's one of those things where it's like, just say what happened, you know, but you're right. It's a farce. It, yeah, it is meant to be farce. set up so that when he is saying it's yeah, a classic I did it. bit it's the misunderstanding yeah. and the guy thinks one thing they think another and they have but it's 
and it happens so, again later in the, in the cell in the scene that you loved, Jeff. Oh, oh my that god, it's so me. fucking yeah. funny. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's important too. Like this scene where you say, just say you bought the can of tuna. The fact that he recites back to the yes. cop, "I shot the I, cop," or "I yeah. shot the," clerk. I, shot, I, shot the clerk. I, sh- "I shot the clerk." I sh- it's important. Right. It plays in the court, right? Yeah. Right. Because so. yeah, because <laughs> yeah. exactly, it's <laughs> it's a confession at that point. It's, it's, right. The and he's just tight. and he's yeah. just looking back. There's no and, context at all. I shot right. the clerk. <laughs> Wait, I shot the clerk. I shot. Oh, you did. I shot the clerk. And then right there, right then, they end the scene perfectly, though, because yeah. before he can really put together what's happening, they he the sheriff gets called away. Mm-hmm. So it's like okay, so good, you know. It's like they they didn't they didn't carry this on forever. You didn't have to have the belabored scene of him right. trying to explain it exactly. And then when he has to explain it to his buddy while they're sitting on the bench is also funny. Yeah, um, accessory to shoplifting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so good. Because that guy is having a similar conversation because he thinks. Well, you're just you're just yanking my chain. They're like, oh, you know, accessory. It's like, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah, you know? it's like, yeah, yeah. I helped him steal a can of tuna. Um, but yeah, so they they get their one call, right? They get booked. <laughs> they get their one call, and Machio calls his his mom, and it's like that classic. I heard this conversation in the Northeast so many times. Like, <laughs> ma, no, ma, come on, ma, yeah. Ma, I know, really, we didn't do it. It's not that bad. Ma. Um, but she tells him that she has a cousin, or he has a cousin who's a lawyer, and that's his cousin Vinny. And that's Smash Vinny... cut to Vinny coming into town. Yes. <laughs> With yes. his cowboy boots. Yeah. yeah. He's like, at least I look the pot. I have cowboy boots. Oh, yeah. World traveler. Yeah. <laughs> But so, they're it's yeah. like kind of fish out of water story, right? Yeah. To, so we move on to the next farcical thing, which is the fish out of water, right? And then, you know, so it's like they're they're the weird. She's looking for good Chinese food, which is also kind of hilarious that because it's so common now. How older yeah. movies treat Chinese food? Like it a, should have been pizza. Sort of, should have been fucking pizza but yeah well but i mean you know pizza's passe to them by now you know it's like i guess (laughs) but if a northerner was gonna shit on something in the south it would be pizza (laughs) like i do it all the time here because i can't find good pizza (laughs) (laughs) go ahead sorry jeff but um but no so they um so like they're trying to figure out it's like they, they get a hotel room and also uh Mona Lisa Vito is who Marissa Tomei plays. So <laughs> Lisa's always taking pictures of everything. And and it's like all like embarrassing moments. Like that she's taking pictures of Joe Pesci of doing Oh yeah, you get high def dick on Pesci in this too in that photo. It's like you wouldn't have seen that in the eighties. <laughs> it's just shown through the shower curtain in this one. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so it's like they they got to find a place to stay. Um, yeah, but he's got to go meet with Judge Chamberlain Holler. Another great performance in this. Oh, Fred, Fred Wynn's last movie. Oh, oh wow! What a treasure! 
he is he's oh. he's phenomenal in this like there is nobody that's not good in this but he's oh yeah awesome. you know, he's yeah and he uh <laughs> like if you don't know this is a comedy look at their chamberlain holler really <laughs> right yeah vincent laguardia gambini <laughs> <laughs> at their fucking airport um <laughs> sorry <Well. laughs> But, uh, you know, he comes into his office and he sees Vinny sitting there with his feet up on his desk. And like Vinny's like really he's not necessarily a bad guy, but he's a loud mouth and he's kind of well, I mean, he's a New Yorker, man. He's a New Yorker. Sure. sure. I was going to try to be nice. No, if you're stereotyping New Yorkers, that's yeah. From the I mean, I was going to I was going to say the same thing that Marissa Tomei called him a dickhead. He's a dickhead. Yeah. Like he's. All the characters in this movie are stereotypes. One right. Or another. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because she's also just as loud as he is. Right. You know, um, but um, so, yeah, so it's like there's they don't the judge doesn't like him. But Vinny is not like Vinny is never really antagonistic towards Judge Holler. He smarts off a little bit. I mean, but, he antagonizes him once he's been antagonized. Exactly. Times. Exactly. Yes. He's he's not. Um, he he needs to be uh, provoked, basically. Right. Um, and he's so, not willfully like disobeying orders or following procedures. He just doesn't know them. Right. <laughs> right. Which I I I will admit I I really identify with Vinny. If somebody at work handed me like um four paragraph email to read before a meeting i or expect something. you to know this i'd be like oh we're gonna we're gonna do this as we go along <laughs> <laughs> i'm not doing this beforehand <laughs> which is another another thing that lisa picks up on she reads the book and tells him what he needs to know yeah uh which yeah, changes his, his performance immediately something too that i didn't realize that um i read somewhere it might have been on the wikipedia page that there was a lawyer who kind of um consulted in a way on this he didn't consult but he he came in after the fact and kind of like gave it a a score for accuracy and he said it's pretty accurate oh yeah like it's been louder ever everything. since yeah um he said you know there's obviously some goofy stuff here and there sure. but but he also said that most um law schools don't teach courtroom proceedings yeah you learn you learn courtroom proceedings through practice which is fascinating to me so judges will give a lot of leeway if you haven't tried a case before right because it's a teaching experience it's that's interesting to me yeah it is interesting and it actually is used against Vinny in this because he lies right and says (laughs) he should know this stuff yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) yeah he he took him what three times to pass the bar uh six years after he graduated six times it took him six six times times. yeah (laughs) oh god which is not it's not uncommon for people not to pass the bar the first time no it's not it's It's incredibly difficult yeah because even it's because mashio's mashio mark i love this ralph's brother (laughs) <laughs> well, surely you got on the second time. No big deal. He's like, nope. Then Ralph Macchio's like, third time's the charm. Like, no, nope. for me it was six times the charm. 
Stan Rothenstein is the other. Well, Rothenstein. Well, they say it wrong at one point. And I can't Steve, remember which. He called me Stein. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, you have this New York lawyer coming to defend these innocent men, but it's it's made abundantly clear that in in the South. There are no shortcuts with this shit. Like, you're going to go to trial, right? That's said later. But also, you're going to follow the rules, and you're probably not going to win the case, right? Like, <laughs> these kids are going to get convicted because we think they did it, and three people said they did. Well, and not only are they going to be convicted, they're going to be electrocuted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, yeah there's like... a dark moment in this movie there really is where it's like somebody who you see all these people like you know like outside like with signs i think it's norton is his name i think right and so yeah and like they basically say um you know it's like oh you they're they're constantly outside because throughout the course of the movie um they are being, you know, like uh, Joe Pesci pisses off the judge for something and he ends up in jail every day. And right. so, like, you know, you're constantly seeing the, the protesters outside asking for amnesty. And um, that's when you have, um, you know, like the about halfway point of this movie where they're really trying to figure out, like, can they stick with him? And like the fucking lights start to like fizz out because it's like, like that guy goes getting... the consummate Norton. Right. Um, the, the, yeah. yeah. Right. So it's like, well, let's talk about the scene where they meet Benny, because I know you love oh. that scene, right, Jeff? Oh my so God. Yes. They're, they're talking about how, like, you know what happens in prison, right? You become basically, you become someone's bitch right. and, and Vinny shows up. We know who Vinny is, but Rothenstein does not know who he is. <laughs> he thinks he's there to, you know, what does he think he's there for, Jeff? Good. Uh, a little bit of the uh, old uh, in, out, in, out. Yeah. He's like, let's get this done. Let's get in and out. And then he's, he's like, it's your ass, not mine. Like, there's all, there's so many good one liners. What do you think? I just want you to jerk me off here? Yeah. I'm not jerking anyone off. He's like, it doesn't matter what's going to happen. You're still going to get fucked. Yeah. It's right. either it's me or them. them. You're getting fucked one way or the other. Yeah. <laughs> so fucking good. Um, that guy, like, Rothenstein is like every time Ralph Macchio tells him to shut up in my head I'm thinking will you just shut up like <laughs> Macchio says it to him. oh that high strungness that guy I just looked him up Mitchell Whitfield he um he was Donatello the voice of Donatello in the 2007 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie <laughs> the movie really okay he also he was also in Dylan Dog so this is our second uh this is our second um Mitchell Whitfield movie? Yeah, hmm. Mitchell Whitfield movie. I don't know who he was in that. I don't remember that movie very well. He uh he's perfect as this type Oh of yeah, as this kind of high strung yeah. Um yeah, because he's kind of the stereotypical Jewish kid. You know, he's like kind of kind of sheltered. He's you know, he's high strung. It's like Steve Martin walking. Not Steve Martin, Stephen Wright walking around 
or Richard Lewis. Uh, Steve, I was like Stephen Wright. Yeah, I Richard was, Lewis. Was, Sorry, is he stoned. And- <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, am. Yeah. <laughs> Richard Lewis. Yeah, he's he's kind of the Richard Lewis for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they find out all that about Vinny, and they're like, "Well, shit." And Machi is like, "Well, he's family. I can't, I can't kick out a Gambini. Like, come on, you haven't seen a Gambini argue. I've seen your parents argue. They're they're amateurs, right?" right. <laughs> <laughs> but. Vinny also has a problem. Everywhere they stay, this entire movie, there, <laughs> there are some kind of noises. A train, animal, um, or the pigs, um, then the owl, which is one of the funnier scenes in the movie. Oh, he God. Walks, yeah. He walks out with a gun and just shoots everywhere. <laughs> and then he, he walks in all dignified, like, I, I fucking did it. <laughs> I think he's wearing his boots, too, isn't he? Yeah, he's yeah. got boots, his jacket, and no pants. Yeah. Right. <laughs> There's a lot of pantless Pesci in this movie. <laughs> pantless oh. Pesci. Pantless Pesci. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like an ingredient to some, like, to some sort of pasta. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a mixed drink. Paintless, <laughs> paintless, give me a paintless pesky. I'm like, that's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good, paintless pesky. That's <laughs> where I got some prosecco in it. Um, <laughs> I don't know where am I. I don't even know where I am. Uh, we were talking about the bit with uh, everywhere they stay. Oh yeah, There's everywhere they stay, their noise awakes them up in the morning really early. So he's not getting any sleep. So it's making his court appearance suffer, right? Like he's passing out everywhere. Um, Obviously, this is making the judge angry because he's not respecting the court. And Fred Gwynn is like, what an authoritative dude. Like, if that guy told me to do something, I'd fucking do it. Um, Vinny? No. You're not going to do it. No. You were serious about that? (laughs) (laughs) With the the dress, yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. So then he gets sent to, to... jail again for contempt of court he's got to be bailed out every time for two hundred dollars yes (laughs) at one point at one point he just tells uh mona lisa he's like nah i'm gonna stay in jail maybe i'll finally get some sleep and then there's like a fucking riot and he's sleeping (laughs) like a baby through it this is funny because stephanie's stephanie earlier in the movie and she's seen this before she's like he's from new york shouldn't he like be able to sleep through this shit well when he's in the the prison yep those Uh sounds are familiar yep (laughs) 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 fucking hilarious um so yeah the basically the 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 case against these guys right they have car car tracks that match their car three people have seen saw them leaving the scene right saw those two fit their description leaving the scene um what else is building in the case against them I really, I think it's the eyewitnesses is the it's primary. The, yeah, the eyewitnesses. They see the car and they and they identify positively identify them. Yes, said, those right. were the two Utes. The two, the two what? The two what? <laughs> what is a Ute? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. The two youths. <laughs> <laughs> And then she, and then he said then he calls them defendants and then he looks at the judge like nods at yeah, him. Yeah. <laughs> his, they're, yeah. they're like tete a tete is just great. Uh, 
It really is. Um, but yeah, so he he sets out right to disprove. Well, we got to go through this whole thing. Tomei, um, what is her name in this movie? Why do I forget? Mona Lisa, Lisa Vito. They rarely say her name in this movie. I don't think. They just call her Lisa. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Lisa is reading the law book that he was supposed to read. Oh my and, god! Her delivery and explaining to him because he he goes hunting with the yes, uh, with the prosecutor yeah. and he's like, "I'm going to schmooze him. I'm going to get his files." <laughs> and and like, then he, <laughs> I watch yeah. enough Perry Mason to know the fucker. You should already get the files like immediately. <laughs> it's privilege, privilege yeah. information, right? And and he comes back like fucking rooster, right? Like he's all like, "Oh, <laughs> he's got like, schmoozed him." Box, yeah, and she's like, "You stole them." <laughs> 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 but yeah her delivery and like you you realize he's supposed he has to give you all this stuff right you just need it's, to ask it's called for disclosure it. dickhead yeah <laughs> she's so great in this um and he just was like oh okay <laughs> had tommy been in a lot was this like a one of her earliest roles I feel um, like it's the first time I remember her. It was the first big role that she had, but um, she had been in, uh, she was on a different world for a little while. The Cosby spinoff. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh. She was. yeah. Um, but she had been in stuff in as early as the mid 80s. Okay. Um, but yeah. Um, but I mean, this was her breakthrough. I mean, that's oh, yeah. no doubt. I mean, she was, I mean, she was uncredited in the Toxic Avenger. <laughs> Well, I guess she was an Oscar. Yeah. That Jonathan Landis movie. With uh, Sly, yeah. Sly Stallone. Um, her guy hanging off a clock. There's another That's really fun. subtle joke in this um, where she has. The, oh, wow. She was she was in Chaplin, too. Sorry. Yeah. Um, she has a ton of outfit changes and you yeah. never see her suitcase. Like her clothes are crazy and she has something different every scene, whereas Joe Pesci doesn't. And yet when they, when they take off, when they're, when they're hightailing it out of town at the end, there's only one suitcase. <laughs> to me. Oh yeah. Her, her outfit in the scene we'll talk about later when they're on the porch. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I saw it. I was yeah. like, that's just insane. That is insane. Yeah. How does she it, get it, into that? She, she, looks like, she looks like a chess piece. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Um, so yeah. Once, funny thing is somebody oh, on Etsy is selling that outfit. Oh, they, they remade yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, somebody actually got a pattern that looked like that. Well, that's the famous, uh, my biological clock is ticking scene, right? Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that and the two Utes, like those two things are That's trailer stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And they're in the, you know, the Zeitgeist or whatever you call it. I don't even know. Yeah. Um But yeah, once she tells him that he can get the files, he has a right to him, he can also get the list of um witnesses witnesses thank you and question them so he goes and questions each of them it's kind of a brief like what it's is like that brown montage. stuff yeah yeah it's a, it's a montage of him asking um and this is what he's good at right i mean this kind of right. stuff yeah he's great at this sort of stuff yeah 
they keep asking the right questions, deducing logic. I mean, this is this is all in his wheelhouse. This is this is really the when we find out is the heart of why he's a lawyer, right? right. Yeah. yeah. And he even tells the other lawyer, like, he got in an argument with somebody and a lawyer, Judge Malloy, was like, or a judge Malloy was like, you know, you'd be a good litigator. Um, and that's kind of that that's kind of a cool scene between him and the other lawyer there before they go hunting, where he's explaining his background to him. And the other lawyer, while he gets a bit cocky at one point in this movie, is not a bad guy. No, these like are just, these are professionals just on the others. I mean, like these this is probably one of those accuracy things that gets that gets high praise is that you know, defense lawyers and and prosecutors don't hate each other like right. we think they do. Right. No, they talk and they share case info like yeah, they're probably for and they probably go out to the bar. For, it's the game yeah. behind the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they negotiate for hours probably. Yep. So they get to know each other, you know, and uh, yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, Vinny rounds up his information and and at some point during this time, Rothenstein loses faith in him and takes on the public defender instead which is it's kind of weird it's a good joke and it's funny but how did he not realize he didn't have a stuttering problem prior to well, no it's time? explained it's explained it is yeah he, he, has he says public, nervous right oh, he has yeah. nervous public speaking issues yeah. he can yeah. talk to people privately perfectly but when he actually has to do his job he is his uh he can't do the public speaking thing yeah. It's, yeah, it's that's yeah, that's great. That's you might, uh, you might recognize Austin Pendleton from the 1986 classic Short Circuit. <laughs> yeah, Austin Pendleton. Oh yeah, a ton of stuff. Yeah, he um, has. he's been in tons of stuff. <laughs> I don't know. Short Circuit is kind of a classic. It Short, certainly is. Yeah, Short Circuit Two. On the other hand, that's. Ooh, that's something. It's I like it, but Los it's something. Kick your butt. Los <laughs> <laughs> kick your balls into outer space. I mean, I still say KO Durf like all the time. Well, I didn't divert us into short well, one, one talk. I, real I short circuited us. This podcast. Yes, you did. <laughs> well, one real quick. Uh, I mean, what I know him best is as Max in the Muppet movie. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's Good early. Works. It's early Austin Pendleton. Yep. Yep. Most certainly. Okay. Austin Pendleton. Oh, Good he's stuff. in the he's in the five twenty five seventy seven coming up. Ooh, uh-huh. I don't see that. But yeah, I, I I agree. Chuck, the scene is a little. It's if if I'm gonna if there's any scene any like joke in this movie that I think maybe punches a little below the belt, it's that one, right? And it's a little too long. Yeah. To- However, yeah. it is funny when he's spitting on the jury. Oh, I mean, no doubt. The, the performance is, <laughs> is superb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and then also it's like, you know, Vinny's falling asleep. He's, you know, because he can't sleep. So right. he's falling asleep in that first trial. Um, <laughs> the, the it, do, opening... it does feel like an old, like, Preston Sturgis gag, though. Right? Yeah. The stuttering, yes. the stutter, stutter, stuttering. Ha ha. Litigator. Today, Junior. No, the, yeah, like, the whole opening statement 
when he's sleeping through the prosecutor and then he gets up and is like, everything that guy says bullshit. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And they have to get everything but thank you stricken from the... (laughs) Yes. Yeah. (laughs) It's bullshit. Yeah, so so Pesci is not good at the the surrounding stuff but he is a good arguer when he, and sorry when he go, says that please. when he says that that's the time he shows up in court in the um in the like old the magician's the, the old magician's tuxedo because <laughs> because he fell in mud earlier and then his suit that uh mona lisa bought for him got muddy too and so he had nothing to wear so he had to so he explains all this to the judge and, and he's like, and that's why I watch him wearing this ridiculous thing. It's for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny, too. Like, it's a compound joke because Ralph Macchio was describing how he could deconstruct any magician's act, yeah. right, as yeah. part of why why he should be their lawyer. So him coming in as a magician is kind of an extension of that is yeah. pretty funny um <laughs> he looks hilarious like he'd make a great penguin oh yeah, Pesci. yeah. <laughs> back in the day would have anyway yeah because like, yeah that's that's the other really broad joke in this too is when they so when the owl wakes them up in the cabin where they're supposed to sleep like a baby yep they decide to go out <laughs> And sleep in the car in the middle of the woods, like in this clearing. Yeah. And they do end up getting sleep, but not before a storm prevents them from falling asleep at first. And that's what creates the mud around the the car. And uh, that's another important thing. We saw one wheel spin and one not. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And uh, when he when he closes the door on the car to get him out of the mud. He slips and falls, and then he gets up and falls on the other side. So he's completely covered in mud. He's going to get the two pieces, the two by fours, to to put under the tires from the trunk, which is surprising that that a New Yorker would have that. All things considered, Um, they're used as weapons in New York. Fair enough. Fair enough. Or for snow. I mean, Uh, yeah, yeah. I guess for snow. Um, But yeah, but yeah, Jeff. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) obviously i'm from from balmy indianapolis anyway um but the the thing is on top of the boards (laughs) yes (laughs) fucking flings the suit out what's what's in the pink bag bag? (laughs) why is, is that my suit why was my suit in the trunk I wanted to get it clean for you. I thought it'd be a nice surprise. <laughs> She's so sweet. Yeah, she really is. Uh, while also able to bust her balls pretty good. Yeah. Well, she's she's definitely like she's got a spine she's she's yeah. just a good well you character. see it in that one crazy ass outfit that she's wearing on the porch. You see her spine like easily. Yeah, I, yeah, um, but this is a good callback to something Jason was saying a couple weeks ago on True Romance. Like, the Arquette character had no like depth, right? Mm-hmm. Lisa in this movie has a ton of depth. Yeah. Like, and you can understand her motivations. You can understand her. She stands up for herself. She, you know, she's smart. Like, there's a lot to her. She's just a good character. Yeah. Sorry. 
continue. Yes. No, so uh, yeah, so that's when he is. So she goes to get <laughs> yeah, because the the place that she that the, he bought the suit previously that is now in the mud was closed for the flu. And the, don't whole have, the, the, the whole place has the flu. The whole place has the flu, and uh, <laughs> and there's no one hour cleaner. So she had to go to the and uh, to the uh, hand me down store, and that's where she found this because <laughs> it's like it's like part magician, part like southern like plantation guy. Yeah, you know? or hotel bellman. Right, it's a very dandy outfit. Yeah. And um <laughs> I like too when he first shows up, Fred Gwynn is like, Are you mocking me? <laughs> it's so good. good. It's so good. And then uh yeah, and that's when he goes into the you know, he explains the whole place had the flu. <laughs> And then, yeah, I, I got it for you. We forgot the other broad joke, which is kind of important, is that Fred Gwynn or um, Holler keeps looking into his background. Right. Oh, yeah. 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 And he, he gives a name. Like, he's like, oh, I there's a famous actor that has my name, so I had to use a stage name to, <laughs> yes. to yeah, be a yeah, lawyer. I, yeah, I, I, I registered with the bar under a different name. Yeah frank gallo or something like that i can't remember what it is um yeah he gives them the name of a big wig attorney back east and uh not realizing that he just like died last week or something that's another thing too like he's very surface on everything where like he doesn't read the article marissa does he doesn't read the book she does like yeah they show him reading the book but he doesn't really retain anything it feels like well it's it's (laughs) yeah because also in their weird foreplay moment where she's talking about the, the torquage that's needed for the that's fucking awesome. Right. But like she even talks about having read front to back the, 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 the faucets like manual. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, I think she's joking there, but maybe not. I don't know, but it was kind of hot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's their foreplay, right? Like that's, yeah. Yeah, that's the four Talk mechanic to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because so like, because she actually like picks up a People magazine, and you know, like she's like, "Here's your warranty," and she like rips out a page, and he's like, "Well, I guess it's just fucking broke then," <laughs> or I guess the fucking thing is just broke then. Talking about the faucet, but anyway, so um, right, and so it's it's kind of funny because like you start to see. Like, once he realizes what he can and can't do, like, he realizes that, you know, he can get the information. He realizes that he can go talk to the people. Like, when he acts upon that stuff, he's actually a really good lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a he, smart guy. Yeah, yeah. he is. And uh, he's not just an argumentative guy. He can do that. But when he's actually cross, once he, like, actually starts cross-examining people, it's actually pretty good. Um, you know, like he asks, uh, <laughs> when he talks to the one guy who looked out his window uh, across the way at the um, sack of suds was the name of the place. Yeah. Uh, and he could see through the, the, through the window to the sack and suds. And that's how he identified that it was these two, these two Utes 
and he's like, you know, he starts pulling out the pictures. I'm like, what's all this brown stuff? You know, oh, that's dirt. Oh, what's this rusted out piece of crap that's also over the, oh, that's rust on the screen. And he's like, oh, okay. Well, also, what are these things here? And there's like seven, or there, you know, like, what are these things? It's like, and the guy's starting to like question his own answers because he's like, uh, trees? Because, yeah, yeah. It's like, no, you know, I'm just blurting them out when you got yeah. them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just yell them out. And he's like, well, what are all these thousands of things that are on the trees? <laughs> and then he's like, oh, what, uh, how many, how many of those bushy things are in front of us? Five. Oh, don't forget these two. So basically, he disproves that the guy could actually see anything. Right. And then the, the old black lady who's got those Coke bottle glasses. And that's actually, really funny when he takes the measuring tape. Yeah. Yeah. And runs well, it out. And then the judge. But he's also like so respectful as he does it too. Right. Like, he's not like, he, he's not trying to put a knife in her, but he's, but he's proving his, his point in a very dramatic way. Right. He's helping her almost. Yeah. Like, letting yeah. her know she needs more glass, new glasses. And that is funny when like Fred Gwynn like joins it. Let the record say that he's holding up two fingers. Yeah. Like, come on, judge. <laughs> yeah. He kind of has yeah. a laughy smirk. Like it's, it's the moment, you know, it's kind of teetering towards Pesci with the, with the judge a right. little bit yeah um, well yeah because after that guy with all of the you know with like the bad view of the of the sack of suds the, the judge realizes oh he can do this yeah he's, he has like, a, he's mo- getting he has impressed a look. with him a yeah he has a look on his face that's like oh he can do this yeah he's um, a surprised and then you know of course also he he argues like once he knows what the argument is about the getting the uh, evidence and the witnesses you know like okayed by him first uh he, he actually cites what's exactly written in the book so once that was given to him by marissa tomei he recites it back to the judge as if he read and memorized it himself yeah and the, <laughs> I, I love fred Gwynn's reaction or holler's reaction there he's like that's a well put you know whatever he's like but denied overruled. <laughs> right uh, overruled <laughs> but um but yeah so like the lady with the you know he only goes 50 feet and she can't see that he's you know holding up only two fingers right um so things are starting to to turn his direction that's when jim trotter is yeah. like hey um you know he calls him up and it's like oh you should be worried because i got a guy tomorrow that you know, he's going to sink your defense, basically. Yeah, he... Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say he basically, you know, Vinny tries to get the information sooner. Like, who is this going to be? Who am I going to be talking to? Because I'm allowed that information. You know that, right? And he's like, oh, I'll tell you first thing in the morning. Um, and the guy ends up being a tire expert. Works for the FBI. Yeah, it works for the FBI, and he's a not a tire expert. Well, he's he a is. he's a uh, vehicle. Uh, they oh, what um, what do they call that? Uh, it's a uh, vehicular uh, man spotter. No, <laughs> no, but he's like a vehicular. Um, oh, what's the? 
I got some snorks out of Jason. <laughs> I can't think of the actual term. It doesn't uh, matter. He's an expert. He's yeah, an expert. He's like an expert. He, he gets called in when there is something to do with a footprint or a tire print or something that he he will he will study or take impressions of or whatever. Um, yeah, I can't think of the actual. Um, it doesn't matter. Anyway. Doesn't matter. Um, yeah, he looks at the forensic evidence and proves that's the word. Based. He's a forensic scientist for those types of situations. Yes, where there's sorry, I had that word in my head. I didn't know that's what you were looking. That was for. exactly what I was looking for. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this is like a real bullet through the case because basically this guy says that the tire marks and the rubber that were left by the tires identically match the Skylark, uh, metallic green Skylark that they're driving, which is like, it doesn't matter anymore that Vinny put all of the eyewitnesses in doubt. There is now physical evidence that proves that their car Healed out, went well, over it like pro- a, it, pro- it proves that a car with the same tires. It well, I mean, it proved it in this moment, right? Yes. Like it, it, it's a difficult thing for him to get prove otherwise, right? Sure. Yeah. Um, there should well, still be there should still be reasonable doubt here. Well, I, mean, he, I think he, they try they try to make it sound like these tires are so rare that it would be unlikely that two cars would have them yeah and the way that it's framed by the forensic guy is like it matches the rubber from that tire almost like we have a fingerprint right Right. like it's not really what's happening but that's the way it's framed right right and he does fire back it's like well what's the most popular tire sold it's the exact tire and he's like so isn't it possible that you know, two sets, you know, two cars could have the same set of tires. He does get an, an affirmative out of that. But the problem is, is mint green right. 60s car. Right, right. Exactly. That's the which, problem. Which is not in dispute that the witnesses have seen. And right. it's not in, dis- in dispute that that's what the defendants drove. Right. So that's what's given credence to both of these theories that number one, they actually saw the, the those exact two utes. <laughs> right or right or um and then the fact that yeah it's the same tire on the same color car yep but yeah and that's his argument the whole time couldn't it be possible that there are two two identical cars that pulled right. into the lot within um, minutes of each other what's Go ahead. what's what i really like is the scene where Vinny um sits down with his cousin ralph maggio because he's thinking about going with the public defender too Oh, yeah, it's great. And he's, and he's like, look, you know, I believe you didn't do this. So if you didn't do this, then what this person is saying isn't isn't the truth. What this person is saying isn't the truth. And what th- this person is saying is not the truth. And I don't think there's a conspiracy, but the whole case is built on some type of mirage. And we just got to figure it's out. It's the house it of cards. The house of cards, right. Yeah. So once you know, like, definitively that this thing can't be the case, it's easier to start poking holes, right? Right, yep. and that's when he says because you got to get past your own prejudice. Right, that's when Ralph Macchio tells his buddy that it's like, yeah, he, you know, he poked through all of the magicians at those birthday parties. Yeah. Yeah. stuff. It was his worst nightmare. It was a yeah. It was, it was his worst nightmare. 
<laughs> I do like that how he does the trick with the card, and he's like, you know, they're going to try to build bricks, and when you look at them sideways, you'll see that they're paper thin. And then he flips the card over, and it's a different card. Um, yeah. It's good stuff. Um, so then he has a fight. Like he's kind of deflated, right? After this expert comes in, and he's given ninety minutes, right? He told the judge, "Oh, you looked up Frank Gallo. It's actually Callow with a C." <laughs> um, yeah. And he goes to the diner, and he's looking through the pictures. He's like, "I'm missing something. I'm missing something." And Tomei comes in with her pictures, and he takes out all his frustration unfairly yeah. on her, yeah. right? Yeah. Like just oh, like, she oh, she is, is she is like destroyed at yeah. that table. Yeah, yeah. It's the only time you see her completely and totally lost at this. And it's point, the only, you know? and it's the only time when um, Pesci is kind of unlikable, right? Yeah. He's like, legitimately mean to her. You understand where it's coming from, but he's unlikable. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The pressure of the moment is too big for him. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And little did he know he is. She actually did take a picture that solved the case. Um, but now he's lost her. Right. He's lost her. And she she's walked like, out. And, yeah. Yeah. She's she like, does I'm... return to the to the courtroom though, or she does return to the courthouse. So luckily, he finds her on the phone, which we find out later also why she's on the phone, which is really yeah. smart. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he knows there's something that he knows also because he asks for a few minutes to, um, you know, to get her because she, she, he's going to call her to the stand. Because he realizes now from the picture, I I got it. I know what I'm missing. Yes. And then he asks the sheriff to look up something, which means he also knows the answer. Right. Which yeah. is really, really, it shows his smarts too, but he can't put himself on the stand. Right. You know, so he's got to <clears throat> find the person who also knows that information. She's outside on the phone. Uh, so he drags her back in she's like kicking and screaming the whole way but not even not even necessarily the person who would know that information but per the person who would know that information but be a definitive expert on the subject right, right. even if pesci could put himself on the stand he wouldn't have been able to validate his no, expert not what she has field. to validate not yes. what right yeah and um this is this is actually pretty smart of him he he uses her to disprove one of like his primary theory. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Which is actually really smart. Yeah. Oh, it's incredibly smart. Cause, um, because yeah. it, it, it's, it's used again in liar, liar. Yeah. Later on. <laughs> yeah. you, well, we're going to have to talk about that someday because you keep bringing it up. Yeah. Funny movie. <laughs> <laughs> funny movie. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, anyway, but, so, yeah, so he basically, so he, she's there to basically um, rebut the FBI guy and the uh, uh, Trotter, the, the DA is kind of a dick to her. It's like, oh, she's an expert. Blah, 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 right, right, right. And, you know, he's like, he, he's uh, asking her questions. And of course he asks her a trick question. 
that she, I don't even think he knows it's a trick question. He probably doesn't. But yeah. she convinces. I think he both, just made up a bunch of shit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Sounded like made, made up shit to sound me. Sound good enough. Yeah. Right. But uh, she convinces the judge that she is worthy of you know being the expert, um, which then also convinces Trotter. Yeah, I mean so, Trotter has to sign off on her. Right. I don't think the judge really matters. I mean, he matters, of course, but right. Trotter has to say, yes, I'll accept this person's testimony as expert. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then he says, um, oh, the first person that uh, he he um, kind of ruins the testimony for in the first day of him really kind of starting to kind of get his feet under him is the guy who loves to eat grits for breakfast. Hmm. And he said that, you know, it was only five minutes between when he saw the people come in and when he heard the gunshot and, and Vinny's whole thing about, Oh, does time work differently on your stove? <laughs> Cause, cause he, the laws he put, of physics don't work anymore when we enter your kitchen. Right. <laughs> yeah. Cause like he, he made, grits and no self-respecting southerner would make instant grits right so you know it's like so it couldn't take five minutes because Vinny learned earlier that grits takes 20 minutes yep <laughs> to boil no lost time in this right. movie all the scenes matter did um, we even bring up the fact that the that, that the menu just had three options yeah i made the joke earlier oh, okay yeah just in order of the breakfast ordered yeah. breakfast <laughs> <laughs> good choice yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, so then the uh, the yeah. way they the way they do that too is like I don't know. What are you thinking? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Thinking <laughs> just have the breakfast, <laughs> and then reverse shot. It was just the three options. But that was only a two dollar breakfast. That was pretty I know, breakfast. and it looked pretty good. I it sure did. Lie. A little uh, bit of lots butter. of lard though. Yeah, lots of lard. Oh, God, a, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Are, are you, guys, you aware? You guys of know the about the. The, the cholesterol country, epidemic? Yeah, the country's ongoing uh, <laughs> epidemic with cholesterol. And the guy just looks back like, huh? Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah. So, they, uh, so basically, she explains that because uh, she looks at the pictures and she realizes that his case now to basically counter the, the prosecution is incorrect. That there were only two cars that would make skid marks that would remain even even over a um uh you know like a like there's like a little uh, curb like the curb yeah curb yeah yeah so yeah, like the when car it goes needs up, to have the car needs to have positive traction positive traction which makes both wheels spin and it cannot be a one uh even unmovable suspension because it would make one of the it would when you go over the curb one tire would tilt one tire would tilt and would change the skin yes yes and she says the corvette yeah she said the the corvette and the 63 tempest are the only two cars that would have it and nobody would mistake a corvette if they saw it yes so the the 63 pontiac tempest which basically looks just like the Buick Skylark. They're both available in mint green, and they're both because, convertibles. Because they're both made by GM. Yep. Um, and and her little celebration of of like explain, and she kind of like taps the little the little railing in front of her is so cute. 
Yeah, and leans back. Yeah. <laughs> All the while, Joe Pesci is doing the dance in the courtroom, which again, liar, liar, mimics later. <laughs> um, but he has one more. Is it one the more? Look at, more the look of of just sheer satisfaction on his face when she's when she's, you know, given doing her argument and her logical analysis. It's like it's so good. He's like, yeah. Yeah. He's like, yeah, that's my lady. Yeah, and she's cute, and she's cute too. That, yeah, because he, he recalls the toothy grin. Love yeah, <laughs> he uh, he uh, calls back um, the expert, the expert to validate um, George Wilbur. He, he, yeah, it's like, is what she says accurate? He's like, I would say it would have to be accurate. You know, basically. And he's like, uh, he was like, so, you know, what do you think of that, uh, that witness? She's kind of cute too, huh? Yeah. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yep. But yeah, he, he basically says, yeah, that would be accurate as he's cross-examining or as he's re, you know, uh, cross-examining him, the sheriff comes in he's like, I got it, you know, basically. And, uh, you Pesci's feeling it now. You know, like he smiles and he's like, oh, yeah, we got this. And what did the sheriff bring? Uh, Joe or Vinny had asked him to look and see if anyone stole a 63 Tempest. Yep. With mint green. And they found two men matching these guys description in the car. And that's not all. They also had the gun, which the matches. Yeah, the three fifty seven, which matches the bullet shot into the clerk. To which case, the judge is like, "Hey, you know, he rests his case at that point." And then the judge asks the prosecution, "He's like, you know what? Based on this new evidence, we'd like to dismiss all charges." And boom! Hey, everybody it's actually wins. Really, really well done. Like. My kids were even cheering. Like, <laughs> well, and Ralph Macchio is crying. Yeah, uh, yes. that's some good acting there. Yeah, he's he's good in it. The, like, there's no yeah. bad performances in this movie. Um, Brinley was getting frustrated the whole movie that uh, there wasn't help. Like, he wouldn't ask Lisa for help at all. She's like, ask her for help. And I found out later that she had seen a TikTok of her describing the car information in the past. So oh. she, knew, she knew one of the later scenes already. That's funny. Yeah. Well, part of that I think was maybe even in the trailers or the commercials or something, but, um, there wow, have there's, there's some courtroom dramas that have glorified the great American legal system. This isn't one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. This is uh it's kind of wild to think that 31 years on there are, tiktok accounts that are showing clips of this movie that's pretty wild it's a uh, uh, it's a well-liked movie like a very well-liked movie and um anyone who likes joe pesci would probably go seek this out i'm guessing because oh sure you know he's I a mean, star he's the star of this film i mean it's i it's i think it's the most likable role of his career you know um well, yeah, because he's such a little dirtbag in Raging Bull. He's oh, yeah. A, he's a crazy person in Goodfellas. And he's, he's a dirtbag in almost and everything. he's even worse than a crazy person in Casino. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Do you say most likable role? That's yeah, what you said, most right? likable. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, you can enjoy him in those like villains. Well, I don't know. Sure. No, I was just making sure I understood. <laughs> but likable for sure. I mean, he's he's very 
it's not it's not the type of role he's kind of known for. Um, even at Home Alone, he's 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 the villain. He's jerky, even though that's much more fun. Role. Daniel Stern is the more likable one in that movie. <laughs> is he though? He's, he's the one who's turning on all the faucets. I already I, hated him. Uh, he's kind of goofy though. That, I, <laughs> Did he I use guess the proper amount is. of torquage for those faucets? <laughs> no. no, he didn't. Um, I saw this. I saw this movie in the theater. Believe it or not. Really? Yeah. yeah. I saw this uh, at a double feature drive-in with my buddy and his parents. They took us to the drive-in, and this was, this was the first picture. You know what the second one was? There's a reason we were there. It was uh, Alien Three. Oh wow! How Those came for, out the same year. They came out like around the same time. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of surprising to me for some reason. Yeah, Alien was, feels like it came out later, and, and I believe yeah. they're both 20th Century Fox pictures. As yeah, well. they are. Uh, yeah, this came out March 13th, 92. Alien came out like in May, like early May or something like that. Wow, yep. I didn't realize Alien Three was that old. I guess, yep. um, yeah. Um. So yeah, I did not see this until video. Um, but. <laughs> I definitely remember like seeing the trailer a lot. Um, but yeah, no, uh, I definitely had seen it by the time the Oscars came around. Cause like, Oh yeah, Marissa Tomei. That's the only one of those movies I've seen. I, yeah. I probably didn't watch the Oscars in 1993 or 1990. Yeah. 1993. Probably not. But, um, but one thing I do remember <laughs> Is driving home from from the movie, uh, my buddy's mom saying the language in both of those movies was deplorable. Because <laughs> <laughs> and it is a lot of fuck bombs, like fuck bombs, f bombs. <laughs> That's a lot, of, a lot That's of, of fuck bombs. <laughs> there, there are a lot of them uh, in both of those movies, like Alien Three. For all the for all the f bombs in this movie, Alien Three probably has three times more, and and I do remember thinking that when I was watching it because you know I was thirteen, I think probably just thirteen, and when you're thirteen, you hear every f bomb. <laughs> I think I don't, I, I don't hear them anymore. <laughs> I think we need to go through the list of terms like f bomb that are used that are used to mask the swear word and put the swear word back in yes. it's a shit word they use the, they use the shit word um, yeah fuck um, bomb kills me i don't know <laughs> just saying it from now on me too there's a lot of fuck bombs in here <laughs> Uh, this this podcast episode is rated R for fuck bombs. For fuck bombs. <laughs> <laughs> My God, that's funny for some uh, reason. Uh, um, Marissa Tomei beat Judy Davis in a Woody Allen movie. Joan Plowright for being an old British lady in some movie. Uh, <laughs> Vanessa Redgrave for being in Howard's End. Uh, and Miranda Richardson in a movie that is probably about um looks what's like it called in damage it looks like infidelity uh, uh anyway so uh damn yeah so the comedy lady won 
Was there anything else nominated for this or just her? Just her. Well deserved. I mean, yeah. I, I don't recall seeing any of the other movies. Maybe Howard's End I saw. Um, I, yeah, I, mean, I specifically avoided movies like Howard's End like a fucking plague. Yeah. <laughs> Quit dropping fuck bombs, bro. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, did I see? Well, it's the same year as... Unforgiven. Yeah, uh, mean, yeah, a lot of the movies on the actor side of this are are a lot more well remembered than the women's side of this. Huh, that's interesting. Like Lorenzo's Oil, I've seen that. That's a weird movie. Right, I think I've seen that as well. Uh, it was Susan Strandon, but Emma Thompson won for Howard's End. Howard's End, uh, I guess that is still kind of well respected. That's like a Ivory Merchant, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a. Those were winning awards. Jeff, Those Jeff were winning awards all through the '90s, weren't they? '80s and '90s, yeah. Yeah. So, Jason, you said Susan was saying that none of this was realistic, but did she like the movie? Yeah, yeah, she did. She she enjoyed it. She thought it Good. was funny. Um, um. Oh, we didn't really talk about it. It's like there's also the time element where it's like. Joe Pesci's got to get the fuck out of town quickly. Yeah, because, because I mean, we kind of talked about it, but right because of uh, because of Callow. Now he's going to look up. You know, the judge is going to look up Callow. But why was Marissa Tomei on the phone when he needed her to to testify? Is because she was calling in a favor through his old mentor pal um, to Judge send, Malloy. Judge Malloy to send a yeah. fax that embellished his career as a lawyer yeah fred gwynn's like win some lose some (laughs) (laughs) it's real good and the the town is just so nice like when he's leaving i like that about that there's no grudges nobody's angry everybody's i don't know it's just nice to see whether there's no the only two people fighting are them kind of in their flirtatious way let's talk about the two hundred dollars real quick Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. the first time he gets put into jail for contempt, Marissa Tomei says, um, I had to cash in half of the traveler's checks. I didn't really want to do that, but I, I tried to hustle the $200, but um, I got um, stiffed. I got stiffed. He's like, stiffed? And so then they drive to this pool hall. This is a great scene because he's a little dude compared to the guy that stiffed her oh yeah and he's (laughs) and he's like uh so i'm here for the 200 bucks you know he's like well why don't i just kick your ass instead and he's like "Ooh, well that's a that's an interesting counter offer i'm a lawyer you know it's like he's so (laughs) proud to say he's a lawyer but he's like um he's but you know i'm gonna take the 200 dollars instead and they're like everybody like his pals start laughing you know so he's kind of winning them over a little bit and then he's like i'll tell you what here's my counter offer I'll I'll beat the shit out of you and then I'll take the two hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and he is like, so let me he was like, uh, so do you got the money? Let's fight now. You got the money. He's like, I can get it. It's like, oh, you can get it. Well, when you get it, look me up and I'll kick the shit out of you, basically. <laughs> and so the guy keeps coming back every now and then. like they move to another hotel because they, you know, they're trying again with a with a place that doesn't have um you know like a crazy morning whistle at 5 30 in the morning to wake everybody up 
And, uh, you know, the guy's just got like a 20 wrapped around a bunch of ones. He's like, oh, yeah, how do I know you didn't just put a 20 over a bunch of one? And the guy puts it in his pocket when he's asked to fan it out. (laughs) The way he walks away dejected, like this guy, I don't know who he is, but his perplexed face is phenomenal. Like whenever (laughs) Pesci's like talking circles around him, he's like, what? what (laughs) he's he's so perplexed and dejected it's wonderful Uh, then he finally comes back he finally comes back and this is when um well that guy's already always technically in the same place he's sitting outside the bar well sure but this time he comes back or you know the next time we see him is when pesci's covered in mud and he doesn't have time for his shit but he's got the 200 dollars and he's got it fanned out (laughs) and he's like i don't have time for he's like now you're gonna kick my ass or you're gonna kick the shit out of me or whatever and just launches himself up to his face punches him and they fall and he falls onto him he just body slams him basically (laughs) pretty much and it's so quick and funny and unexpected then he gets up and just takes the two hundred dollars and that's the end of that plot line and it's (laughs) perfect well they had an agreement yeah, that was the agreement. The agreement met. And the other guy's like with the neck brace is just like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but the whole launching up and then body slamming him, just hilarious. I it's mean, great. <laughs> I think I actually farted when I laughed. I laughed so hard. <laughs> that was one of those laugh out loud moments for sure. Yeah. Every scene with that guy, I was laughing. Like everyone <laughs> he was in, basically. I don't but, know. Yes good movie yeah good stuff very good stuff chuck you uh you picked out next week also i did you did um oh yeah we um we got smoky on our tail yeah we got a we got oh. smoky and the bandit i'm a little i haven't seen this in a long time i remember liking it i know the sequels are kind of whoo <laughs> but there's something to this film as i remember it so i'm hoping on a rewatch it's uh it holds up to what I think it is in my mind because it's been a while. And I know, is there some concern over there with either of you two on this film? No, I, oh, I, I want to watch Burt Reynolds be Burt Reynolds. I'm, I'm kind of in this mode right now of these sort of seventies, uh, like exploitation kind of like it's, I'm more in that, that zone of, of where new, Hollywood and exploitation kind of started to merge. And yeah. and, it, and this is right in that kind of wheelhouse. I have not seen this movie since I was a kid. I have no fucking idea really what I'm getting into. So this is our second Hal Needham movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and you're going to have, we're going to be rocking out the Eastbound and down Eastbound, Eastbound and, down. and we're going to end up uh, again alabama and georgia and the south and it's gonna be good stuff i think it's gonna be great i think it's gonna be great gonna be great this one's gonna make joe bob proud well yeah yeah absolutely i mean it was a movie made on 4.3 million and it made 300 million that's insane jesus that is more on that next week more on that next week um probably led to um to megaforce but that i mean you know all roads lead to megaforce <laughs> anyway all right so that's next uh wednesday you can go over to filmseizure.com um or wherever you're listening to this 
just listen to this here again um yeah do that chuck that was almost more awkward <laughs> it's because you forgot you didn't have yeah, to do it anyway it was still, it was so, still shorter yep. i guess it was um next monday on monster mondays all the same places that you catch film seizure uh it's part two of the uh doctor who cyberman second doctor month and this one is a classic the tomb of the cybermen that oh is, yes um, not my favorite of these but the one that gets all the um accolades um so yeah so that is on monday um this upcoming weekend there's a couple of uh, things to talk about here um on friday at bmovieanima.com is the second week of this third full moon fever and it is lolita 2000 it's not good <laughs> it is the worst of the bunch is that about a robot lolita <laughs> no uh, if you want to know more you can just read about it i feel like it, i feel 2000. like they missed a real uh, a real opportunity of naming that movie lolita 2001 but well there's a bunch of different <laughs> titles for the movie um anyway but this saturday <laughs> is the 50th episode of b movie anima the series and the return wow. Of the ghost of Cameron Mitchell and kind of wow. into a little bit of an arc there. Uh, Supersonic Man. <laughs> Jason's doing the voice. Right? <laughs> uh, Supersonic Man. That movie is um, also bad. <laughs> Good. So go Glad to know you're covering weekend. a bunch of bad movies. Yeah, go over to B Movie Anima for all the, the shit stains of uh, cinema. Mm -hmm. um, or I'm sorry, the shit word stain of cinema gotta get some positive traction on that shit <laughs> yeah for the for the skid marks yeah. um all right but anyway that's what's coming up um we're only two episodes away from episode number 250 if you can believe it amazing yeah i know anyway that does it for this week i am jeff arbuckle i'm chuck moore i am jason oliver and you have been listening to film seizure mm -hmm.